Welcome to the Rising Star Project. I'm Angel Quintana, the founder of Holistic Fashionista, and I'm beyond excited to introduce to you amazing lightworkers and soulpreneurs around the world who are improving the way we live, one holistic modality at a time. But like any entrepreneurial spirit, they have questions, need guidance, and desire more clarity around their higher calling, their offerings, next projects, and vulnerabilities, so they may touch those who are meant to hear their message. And that is why we are here today. What you're listening to are the business mentoring sessions I'm providing for these exceptional people, using their astrological birth chart to shine a bright light on what planets are influencing their chosen life path and which signs have the greatest influence on their work. You'll also hear what's holding them back from achieving their deepest desires, along with aha moments that remind us how incredible breakthroughs can be. Due to the nature of these sessions, I kindly ask that you share your gratitude by sharing this podcast with others. By sharing these sessions, you not only will enrich others' lives, but you will also support the work of a light worker, a kind soul who's made it their life's work to serve others from their highest self. It is my hope and intention that by experiencing their mentoring session, you will be able to answer some of your own questions around what you've been called to do and what movement you're here to lead. From productivity to self-care rituals to marketing and leadership, each session is personal in its content and inspirational as we use the stars, the moon, and the planets to unlock the hidden treasures of being holistic leaders of tomorrow. Welcome to the show. Hello and welcome to the Rising Star Project. My name is Angel Quintana. I'm the founder of Holistic Fashionista Magazine and Botanica. We have another fabulous guest today. Her name is Tana. Is it Tana? Tana. And uh, we're going to be looking at her astrological birth chart to hopefully unlock some of her greatest challenges and her greatest natural gifts and uh, to figure out if we can answer some of her questions in her business. So welcome to the podcast. I'm so excited to have you here. Thanks, Angel. I'm glad to be here. Awesome. Okay, so just because I don't think we've ever had a phone chat before, I don't know anything about you or what you do, so can you share with us a little bit about what you are doing or up to in the world? Okay. Um, well, I, for, for most of um, like my young adulthood, I worked as a legal secretary for a total of 20 years, and while I was going to school at night, I um, got my, my bachelor's degree at the ripe old age of... Um, 34. And so um, I, I wanted to go into the entertainment industry and then I worked in the entertainment industry for a while and, and that cured me. So I, um, <laughs> and I, you know, that whole time it's like, it was like a golden cage. It's like, you know, better pay and benefits up until the end, but I, I just felt stymied there. So when the opportunity came, I, um, I left law and started working as a mobile notary public. So I went from a desk and being pretty much chained to it to going all over, <clears throat> you know, to, um, to, to go to people's homes and workplaces to notarize for them. So um, that, was, that was in 2006. And right now, it's like I still, I still have notary clients and I also do other things. Um, along the way, I discovered I had a knack for 
for sales and marketing. And I've been doing that since 2010. And uh, right now I'd like to move into something where I can actually make more money and have more prestige doing what I'm doing that with that. So that's the short-term goal. The long-term goal is to, is to um, be self-employed with <clears throat> using um, my spiritual studies since I was a Okay. Okay. So is the challenge or the focus that we're going to do the reading on is, is potentially this, you know, what you want to be doing, what your heart is really here to do, which is do that spiritual uh, work for your um, clients. Um, I, I feel like I have more learning to do before I present myself as someone who, you know, is a teacher or so much. I mean, I'm, I've been doing it along the way, but I haven't seemed to be able to create a career for myself out of that. So, okay, so tell me what, what would you like to focus on today? Let's, let's focus on um, my immediate, which is getting some more self-esteem tool that will make it easier for me to look for um, work in the sales and marketing industry, where I can make a, you know, a much better amount of money and benefit from skills I've been learning um, for the past eight years. Okay, so we're going to start with the three main planets, the sun, the moon, and the rising sign. And uh, as you already know, you have a Virgo stellium. You also have a uh, Scorpio stellium. You have your sun in Virgo, your moon in Virgo, and your rising sign is Gemini. So the sun represents how you see yourself. So every time we go and we read our horoscope, we're usually reading our sun sign. So Virgo is an earth sign. Um, it is the ruled by the Virgin. So she is very much in her comfort zone being of service to other people. That's where she feels the most um, valued. That's where she feels the most useful. And she, that's where she feels the most um, appreciated. So whatever field um, of study that you're doing to, in your career, um, utilizing the skills of Virgo in that um, the analytical, the methodical, the perfectionism. And I like to refer to Virgo as actually the producer. So the producer makes sure that all the ducks are in a row, uh, all the T's are crossed and the I's are dotted and making sure that everything runs accordingly. Now the problem becomes that Virgo has a tendency to be such a perfectionist that sometimes they get in their own way and they try to take on too much um, not really um, utilizing that they are a great manager, but they actually have to let go of some of those projects in order to be able to um, deliver whatever the, those goods are in their business. So we want to be sure that you know you're using Virgo and all of its um, all of its power, all of its benefits, but also that that we look at the shadows and we really take those to heart. That um, that you need support from other people. You actually have to let go of some of the projects or some of the fine details in order to give other people an opportunity to grow. Yeah, that's been a lifelong challenge. <laughs> well, it's one of those things where Virgo kind of does it, the, does it very well. So, and they, they have a high standard. And so it's really about, um, and we'll see some other things in your chart here in a minute, but it's really about pulling out, um, your, your teacher inside of you and being and be able to mold and sculpt people into the high caliber uh, result oriented person that you need them to be for your project. Actually, that sounds wonderful. Awesome. So your moon is also in the sign of Virgo. So this is our feelings. This is our inner self. This is our soul. 
Um, we're talking about business. We're, we're talking about making sure that we feel good, uh, that we feel motivated, that we feel appreciated, that we feel loved. And anytime that we don't, it's just an indication that something in your moon is um, dissatisfied. There's something out of harmony. Um, there's something that needs a little TLC. So you also have this in the sign of Virgo. So again, anytime you feel like you're holding on too tight, that you like almost like it's a clenching in your, your chest, like, oh my gosh, I have so much to do, I have so much to do, but you know you're going to get it done. But it starts to create unnecessary stress. Um, that's when the perfectionist shows up. Um, that's when the, even like curt voice, you know, like, um, just being very like short with people because you have, and it might even be just very subconscious, but you have so much to do that you're just like, can't you just do your job kind of thing. So we know that anytime that shows up, that that is a moment that we have to take a step back. We have to take a deep breath and we have to figure out where am I holding on too tight? Where have I let myself down? In making in in not giving people enough responsibility or not trusting and and allowing them to grow, um, or it, maybe it's something inside of you that you there's an insecurity there. Uh, maybe there's something that is um, you know something that you're overcompensating for, because a lot of times Virgo they're so good at so many things, but they're not good at everything, and. On some level, they could be um, overcompensating for the things that they're not good at. Um, so that's the, some things you have to work through with your moon. So things like, um, you know, meditating or reading or um, getting in the fresh air, um, obviously um, steering clear of anything that would add more stress like acidic uh, an acidic diet. Um, we really want to be mindful that Virgo has a tendency to get um, to get uptight if 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 he if she's taking on too much and she's trying to overcompensate um, in areas that are actually not her where her talents need to be used. Okay, that makes a lot of sense for me. Okay, good. All right, so then your rising sign is in the sign of Gemini. So this is kind of fun. This is a nice little mix here because while you have all this Virgo, we have this ability to take on these big projects and manage them perfectly. Um, your, your, um, your rising sign in the sign of Gemini throws a little curveball, um, which is a good curveball because Gemini likes to have a lot of fun. So um, your rising sign represents how other people see you. And they see you as Gemini. They don't see you as Virgo, which is kind of shocking, seeing that you have so much Virgo in your chart. But they actually see you as somebody you know, jovial and um, uh, a great communicator, um, someone that you know likes to um, get people together. Uh, so this could be really great as far as career is concerned of just getting people together, maybe in that business setting and, and kind of turning up the dial on Gemini. So instead of like, let's say, for example, that you really wanted more support, you know that your moon gets all out of whack when you feel like you have to do everything because nobody knows what they're really doing and they can't do it up to standards. Well, what you could do is turn up the dial on Gemini. Gemini is an air sign. They have lots of ideas. They're very intellectual. They love people. They love to get out there. It's probably where your sales, um, you know, salesmanship comes into play. But if we actually put together some kind of meeting and use Ge uh, Gemini's energy 
to, to teach people how to be better at what they do. That's going to be where you're not only helping them, but they're actually going to finally be able to help you at the caliber that they need when we pull in Gemini. So being able to either put together a presentation or put together a talk where you are intellectualizing and helping them understand, you know, why things need to be a certain way, um, but doing it in a fun way that really creates community, that creates... Um, that creates more um, teamwork. Um, you know, that's going to be where Gemini comes in and is just like, let's make this fun. Let's work as a team. Um, let's make sure that everybody feels, you know, appreciated. Because the thing about Gemini is that she um, is a wizard with coming up with, um, you know, the pros and cons of things. You know, the twins here, like the pros and the cons. You know, you guys, if we keep going, if we keep going in this direction, you know, what's going to happen is this over here. So Gemini makes it fun, but she also is able to take from an intellectual standpoint, show them why it has to be that way. Does that resonate? Oh, absolutely. In fact, I mean, be able to think of, um, okay, it's not working. Virgo style, turn up the dial on Gemini. That makes a lot of sense. Yep, exactly. And she'll keep it fun. She's kind of got your back. And so that's going to take a lot of pressure off of you, but it's actually going to support you in the long run as well. So Gemini is a great little addition there. Okay, so let's talk about finances and money. Um, let's talk about Saturn. Saturn is the planet um, with the rings, uh, he represents the, the father of the, of the solar system. So the father is very similar to Gemini, uh, excuse me, very similar to Virgo in a sense because he's, he's really about the plan. He really wants to make sure that where, wherever you're going, Tana, that you have a plan and a really good one. And the interesting part here is there's a lot, there's a challenging aspect here in that you have Saturn and Pisces. Yeah. Uh, so this becomes uh, a conversation between Pisces and Saturn because Saturn just wants to get to the point. Um, he's a, he's a, he's kind of like everybody's thorn in their side on some degree because he wants to, he wants you to work hard. He wants to be disciplined, but he really just wants to make sure that you have the plan. Now, Pisces, they're not always so good with the plan. Um, the plan is kind of like, if you can make it an esoteric plan, great. But otherwise, he's got his own agenda. Um, he has a tendency uh, to, to um, not procrastinate. I think that's the right word. He has a, to, to daydream about how good it could be. Um, but not always putting all the puzzle pieces together because it's a, it's a water sign. So there's no container. Right, he just wants to swim freely, where Saturn's like, no, we need to go in a straight line. We need to understand how this works and moves and everything. So, what we really need to do is we need to satisfy Pisces so that Pisces will agree to the plan. So that's where he's going to be like, well, I want to make sure that we bring in some of my psychic gifts. I'm not going to be, I'm not going to follow the plan if we can't pull in some of my great qualities in this plan. It can't just be about money, Saturn. It can't just be about, um, you know, getting shit done. It can't just be about discipline. I really want this to have a deeper meaning. Um, so that's when Saturn's like, that's great. 
So let's make it have a deeper meaning. Let's take whatever project you're working on and give it more meaning, but let's make sure that we still know how to infuse it all so that it all feels cohesive. That actually, that um, explains a lot of my experience in the sales and marketing industry. In what, in what regard? Um, In that, um, you know, I, I know the big, the big plan is sell things. (laughs) So, and, and yet in the process of that, people come and confide their, their deepest secrets and such. And I consider it a kind of a ministry, just like if somebody, um, then that's my biggest need at that second. And, you know, I bookend it with, you know, sales and sales. And, but if, um, you know, if something's calling to me to, to share an experience of mine or something like that with someone who, um, you know, a prospect, a sales prospect, then so be it. You know, oh my goodness. I love this. So what you've really done there is that you've used Pisces in your signature system to close the sale. Oh, neat. That is amazing. Wait, so wait, I think we're getting on to some stuff here. So, you know, you talked about, you know, in the beginning, obviously we've only been on a call for a few minutes here, but you know, when we first got on the call, you mentioned that, you know, for the long term, you really want to get, um, you want to be more about that spiritual practice. So I'm seeing, you know, maybe there, you know, there's your current career. Then there's this like transitional um, career that kind of infuses more of that spiritual practice. And then there's kind of like the end, you know, the end goal. And I'm wondering if we take this gift of sales and this gift of Pisces and also this gift of Gemini, because Gemini is going to make it fun and jovial and, you know, exciting, but your signature system, which I've really never heard anybody talk like that as far as like using, you know, using your intuition and using your psychic abilities to be better at sales. Hmm. Well, yeah, my, my feeling is that it's, if all I can do is make someone feel better about the particular brand or the particular store where I'm, I'm, I'm doing sales and such, then so be it, you know, not all sales are immediate and nothing, you know, it, um, just because somebody adopts a product that day doesn't mean they're going to adopt it forever. And just because they say no now doesn't mean that they won't say, hmm, maybe I will later. And, uh, you know, but my, my, my goal is to make people feel good about themselves and what they're, they're doing in the place where, uh, in the place and with the item that I'm representing. And so I, you know, for me, I'm spiritual, so I put that into everything I do. Well, I think we're going to start maybe uncovering this higher calling here at a moment. And I really feel that, you know, business sales and your psychic abilities and this, you know, outgoing Gemini, we're already starting to see a pattern here that has a real nice ring to it and a very different take than I think a lot of people who do sales or are in business. Um, so let's keep going and see if we can unfold some, some, other, some other goodies here. Okay, so you have your north node in the sign of Gemini. So we see Gemini there again. And then we have your south node in the sign of Sagittarius. Okay, so the south node represents your natural abilities and natural gifts. So you're naturally gifted as a Sagittarius, okay? So Sagittarius is a fire sign, a lot of passion here. Um, Also, the philosopher really wants to understand the theories behind things. Very interested in higher education. 
Um, they are the teachers of the zodiac, and they infuse spirituality in everything that they do. So your natural gift here is, is truly to be a teacher. And I think this is where Sag, you know, is going to come and it's going to help out Virgo. It's really going to help um, connect the dots of this more, you know, you know, this, this producer who's so able to see the big picture and so good at the fine details. The Sagittarius comes in there and, um, and adds passion to it adds a real heavy dose of passion. Um, Gemini gets excited by Sagittarius, very excited. They are actually polar opposites um, on the wheel. And uh, there's some synergy there. So I feel that Virgo has a lot to learn from this natural gift that you have of, um, of higher learning. Uh, and when I say higher learning, I really mean like, uh, you know, getting to the bottom of things, understanding uh, the, the the understanding the cosmos, understanding why things are the way are the way they are. Because Virgo has a tendency to be very black and white, and uh, Sagittarius does not see in black and white. There is gray gray matter, and if that is not currently, if you're not currently using the Sagittarius energy in your in your work life. This is what we need to, we need to definitely focus a little bit more on Sagittarius. Definitely. I never even, um, I never even heard or thought of Sagittarius. It just seemed like the big missing link in my, in my chart. Well, it's like, if you're, it's like, we're having this board meeting. Let's go back to the board meeting with, you know, Gemini leading it. And it's like, we need to, you know, we need to all communicate better. We need to, everybody needs to, you know, be better at what they do, all that stuff. But Sagittarius is coming in and really, um, and, and really helping them see not just the big picture, but getting them passionate about their project, getting them passionate about not only doing their job better, but passionate about the bigger picture. That's where the teacher in you comes in. It's like, yes, I can teach you how to do something better, but but Sagittarius is actually going to take it from a different angle um, of really lighting the fire inside of them, that they are, they are, we are all building something together and that your piece of the puzzle um, becomes, becomes sacred. I think sacred is the right word to use here um, of getting, you know, and you could use this in, you know, whether it's sales or whatever, it's your higher calling, whatever it ends up being, but the teacher you know, and as Sag has something to teach Gemini for sure, um, especially because you've got your North Node in Gemini. So the North Node is your challenge, and your challenge leads you to your destiny. So, you know, we've all, you know, been brought to this planet to work through, um, you know, to spiritually evolve and work through our gunk. And Gemini is, is where you've got the challenge. So it's interesting because... Gemini, okay, and I, I've always been trying to figure out a good way to say this without saying that she's superficial, but she doesn't really, she doesn't lean in with, with how she feels. She's more stuck in her head. She's more intellectual. It's more about that crown chakra. So whatever she is driving her is, is sometimes not heart-led. Heart so your challenge is is in this lifetime that will lead you to what you're really supposed to be doing is getting Gemini 
to really look at herself in the mirror. And the irony here is because she's the twin, she sees herself, but the challenge is can she see her soul? Can she see her, how she really feels? Will she acknowledge how she feels? Will she show how she feels? And until she does, it's going to be a challenge to really help to, for, for your higher calling to even present itself. I actually think I've worked out a lot of this. I mean, you know, with all my Virgo, I know, I know that I'm deep down a good and decent person and, uh, but also can get stuck in the muck a bit because I have a lot of water signs and a lot of, a lot of earth signs. So um, I actually use Gemini to connect with people on a more superficial level, but to go quickly down into a deeper level. So I use humor to engage people, for example, and about light things, not necessarily, you know, the state of, you know, gun control or things like that. Um, but I, 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 I understand that. And I've actually, I actually think I've worked through that a lot of that in my lifetime. Awesome. So Gemini is also, um, she's, do you write a lot? All the time. I, I was writing since age three. Yeah, she's a gifted writer, a storyteller, if you will, and speaker. So I don't know if you are planning on publishing stuff or if you ever want to speak on stage, but Gemini, if, you, if we're really working through all of Gemini's challenges, um, writing, journalism, speaking, anything that has to do with communication because she's ruled by Mercury, um, that's going to lead you also to your higher calling. Hmm, okay. I, I guess I have to think a little bit more about um, about doing some speaking. You know, and actually, I had a gifted speaker tell me that you know that I have really good stories and I should speak. So, yeah, and I think you can bring you know your natural gift of Sagittarius in that storytelling because she's a teacher, mm -hmm. and she's philosophical, and she's intelligent, and she's passionate. And Gemini's, you know, we're we're, in, we're fusing them the two right now, but she's a gifted writer. And that writing should be teachings, should be philosophy, should be things to, uh, for people to ponder, should be about spirituality. Those talks could also be about the same subject. So really, Sagittarius is going to inspire Gemini. Sagittarius is going to mentor Gemini. Mm, that, sounds, that sounds awesome, actually. <laughs> yeah. Good placement there. Okay, so let's talk about the 12th house. Um, the 12th house is your house of um, karmic debt. It is your limiting beliefs. It's your subconscious mind. It's basically the stuff that we came here to work through. Um, as much as like the North Node is the challenge that leads you to your destiny, the 12th house is a real clear indicator of what, what things we need to work through that are preventing us from really moving through um, this lifetime um, with the results that we desire. And we have that in the sign of Taurus. So Taurus is another earth sign. It is ruled by the bull. Um, he, I always use this analogy in another reading, he's got tunnel vision. Like the bull is like, they see straight ahead. Like there is like no, you know, which way should I go? There's no peripheral. There's literally like tunnel vision. So the problem or the karma that you're here to work through is like allowing Taurus to like open the blinders. Like, oh, like, like I have my hands, you know, covering like 
uh, shadowing my eyes with the, with the narrow thinking, but we've got to open and expand Taurus so that, um, so that she can connect not only with the material, because the thing about Taurus is that it's really about, you know, material success for her. Um, it's really about um, tangible results, very practical, very stubborn. So the challenge or the karma that we're here to work through is really a, giving Taurus permission to feel into her spirituality. It's like something that she, it's not, it's not comfortable. It's not like a natural thing for Taurus to, to embrace their spirituality because they're so grounded to mother, you know, mother earth. But you and I both know that there's a lot more than just what meets the eye. There's a lot of things. There's a lot of consciousness around us. And so we've really got to look at those shadows of Taurus where if she doesn't, if she doesn't start to expand her peripheral view, she's going to miss all of the lessons. She's going to miss all of the beauty that she um, doesn't see because she's in that straight. She's the bull. She's going straight for the goal. But the real lessons are when she actually takes a pause decides to go left. Oh, and then she decides to go right. And then she takes this zigzag approach versus that straight line to the finish line. Okay. Um, <laughs> this is kind of new to me in terms of, you know, in terms of that. Um, well, it's uncomfortable. See, I could already hear it in your voice. It's like Taurus, like, it's like, it's not that they're like closed minded. It, it, it's just like not familiar. It's not like a nor. It's not like a natural place for Taurus to be like, yeah, I'm super spiritual and I'm, you know, doing these things. It's like they always have good intentions. There's, you know, always a lot of ambition. They want to do the right thing. All those things are present, but looking inside uh, and acknowledging and even communicating, I feel like could be communicating about their feelings, communicating about their you know, spiritual ev evolution, communicating about that. It's not going to be a gift there. It's a shadow that needs to be worked through. So the irony of this whole, you know, 12th house business is that the people, like when we really think about, you know, Tana in her higher calling, the, actually the people that you're here to serve in this lifetime are the Torian archetypes. They're the people that are so ambitious. Like I keep, I don't know. The first thing I thought of when I first got on this call with you is like business coach, like spiritual business coach or something like that. But Taurus is so ambitious. They literally know where they are and where they want to be. And they will not stop at anything until they get there. They don't care what it takes. I will get there. I will get there. And unfortunately, because you've got the 12th house in Taurus, it's like, it's not going to be that straightforward, even though you think it will be. There is going to be some delays because there's some lessons, some karmic debt that needs to be worked through. And your kismet client has the same blinders. So as you unlock your higher calling, the person that you're here to serve is so ambitious. They're so sensual. You know, Tauruses are, are the, the, the most sensual sign of the Zodiac. They are very connected to um, um, 
to uh, Mother Venus, the goddess of love. But again, it's very material. It's very much about these are the things that I love. These are the people I love. But there is a bigger power that is self-love that Torians tend to um, negate. They, they tend to overlook that part. So self-care becomes a, becomes a bigger problem later in life because things start to break down. Because they, all they could do is keeping their eye on the prize, but they forgot to keep the eye on their themselves as a prize. I am actually there right now. In fact, um, the, all the writing I'm doing is about specifically that self-care, self-love. Perfect. Right? So you're writing books. So this is where it's all coming together here. It's like, you know, people see you as Gemini. Fun, life of the party, you know, get people laughing, all that good stuff. You are here to be a teacher. Your natural gift is a, as of a teacher. You're going to mentor Gemini to get underneath the hood of the car. Use your writing skills to teach. And the person that's going to be reading these books, people that are going to be taking in your information, the people that want to learn from you are highly ambitious, stubborn, um, sensual people who need to be inspired to get out of the, 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 narrow, the narrow tunnel vision um, goal and allow for the zigzag or the, you know, let's try a few things um, differently just to see if we get a different result while simultaneously making sure that those zigzags have to do with their own spiritual growth. Wow. <laughs> Yay! Great how you pull that all together. And um, it's a lot of it I'm already there at, and then mm -hmm. I'm not there at seem to be ones that I'm, you know, I'm working through, which I'm happy to, to know. But yeah, this is actually, you know, it's um, the, the Taurian stuff is, you know, the, the Pisces stuff tends to, seems to be breaking it down a bit. So I never thought of it as, as Taurus stuff, although money, money wise and legacy wise, I am into very into tangible things. Mm-hmm. And so is the person you're here to serve. They want to leave a legacy. That's why they're working so dang hard. But they forget that this is a spiritual journey. We're not just human beings. We're spiritual beings having a human experience. And that can be very difficult for Taurus to um, comprehend because they're so set in their ways. It's like they are this strong, powerful bull and nothing's going to push them unless something pushes them to a corner and they have to look. I actually, actually, um, I've had very many coaches over the years that were Tauruses. One year I had um, three Taurus um, coaches that all had the same birthday. Oh my goodness. <laughs> yeah, so I, I gravitate toward that. I love it. I always say, you know, if, if Holistic Fashionista was a, was a Zodiac sign, she'd be a Taurus because she goes her own way, but she gets in her own way. You know, she's driven and she wants to leave a legacy and she's willing to work hard. She enjoys the finer things in life. You know, she wants the rewards. She wants those material rewards, but she has to look at the spiritual world rewards. That has to become a priority in order to work through some of the karmic debt she is here to work through in this lifetime. Yeah, actually, this, this makes a lot of sense. And um, 
it's I feel like I've been looking at a big picture where you could like the jigsaw puzzle where I can see what it is but you're but I'm, things you're saying are adding in more pieces good great well I want to make sure you, you had a breakthrough and that you have a game plan so what is next for you um, I actually I have a a book I wrote several years ago and have been um, put, managed to put off for several years of publishing it on Kindle and um, I did a little reading for myself on that and it seems like that would be very good for me to do and I have, I've always felt I mean I, I like produced in my own childlike way my own book and it's like six or seven I created the cover the um, the inside wrote the story and it's, I feel like I'll be I'll be uh, fulfilling some sort of legacy doing that and <clears throat> so I, I need to get to that you know, I feel like this word legacy has kind of been woven through this reading, and I feel like very strongly, intuitively here, that legacy, you leaving a legacy, but also helping your kismet client, the person that you're really, truly here to serve, help them to leave theirs. Yeah. Awesome. Awesome. Well, I want to thank you so much for your time. I want to thank you so much for sharing. Um, I think our listeners are probably like, wow. I've got some Taurus in my, in, my, in my chart. I need to look at that. We all have Taurus somewhere in our chart. So it might be a good idea for our listeners to find out where is their Taurus because Taurus is one of those beautiful signs, so loyal, so frigging stubborn, but so driven. And as soon as we show her how powerful the spiritual part of her existence is, the doors are going to open, the sun is going to shine, and she will finally get to rest. So thank you so much for being a part of the Rising Star Project. This has been an absolute pleasure for me to do your astrological reading for you today. Thank you so much, Angel. I hope you have enjoyed this episode and were able to use this mentoring session to answer some of your own questions around your higher calling. If you feel called to step into a bigger role and shape mankind as we know it today, I invite you to check out the Holistic Fashionista Botanica and pick up the Rising Star Ritual Starter Kit, where you'll receive your astrological birth chart and a ritual to help you unlock all the beautiful kits that live inside your soul. You can learn more about the Holistic Fashionista Botanica at www.holisticfashionista.com. I'm Angel Quintana, the founder and business astrologer behind the Holistic Fashionista brand, and I look forward to serving you in another episode of the Rising Star Project real soon.